0: It's I on real estate on AF 970.
1: The answer.
2: Good morning, everyone, and it's nice to see the sunshine after the downpour of rain, 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 and I don't like rain. I can take it to 10 minutes, but that's about it. <laughs> hey, that was a long introduction of music. Anyhow, I'm glad to be here. Welcome to uh, Ion Real Estate, which is the you only know, talk radio show that's about real estate. And everything that has to do with real estate, which is usually everything. When you think about it, everybody talks about real estate. Everyone wants to know about real estate. Everyone has some sort of feeling of what their place is worth. And um, everyone needs a place to live. So it's kind of what I call universal language. And in, 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 in uh, New York, real estate rules. I mean, everything is about real estate. Uh, but in most of the country, L.A., you know. So, you know, it's something that everyone wants to hear about, wants to know about, and never gets sick of hearing about. So um, it'll always keep going on and on and on. And everyone listens in. So I try to give you nationally what, what I think nationally is going to happen or what's going on in the big picture in the entire country. And then basically a little about the regions and some of the reasons if they're following the trend of the country or maybe they're doing something, you know, or their economy is different. Um, and then just answer every day. with are a great group of people. Answer any questions because buying a home is a large investment for most people. And uh, you want to have the best team of professionals and you want to know what you're doing. It can save you a lot of money. Um, if you have any questions about real estate or anything that has to do with real estate, you're free to call, of course, the station at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. That's eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. And um, even if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer the question and send that to you. Uh, and by the way, if I skip, I know I skip somebody's question. So please, if I skip the question and you didn't get a response right away, just text me again. Sometimes I miss a couple. Um, I want to also bank citizens bank. who sponsored I on real estate and uh, the place to go for a mortgage or just get a mortgage or just information. they good they'll give you just information. They'll get you a mortgage, to help you find out which one's the best option for you. And um, they're very personalized. I use citizens myself so I don't tell anyone things that I don't do myself. And now it's my pleasure to introduce- Thomas Drew, who's the regional Metro Regional Man- Sales Manager of Citizens Bank. Hi, Tom. Good morning.
3: Good. Hey, Dottie. Hi. Good morning. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see the sunshine after the two days of uh, kind of look like the end of the world out there, but it is is—it is actually uh, almost uh, feels a little mild outside if you're standing in the sun, so I'll take it.
2: I'll take it, too. Yeah, it was just like it felt like we didn't need Noah's Ark. It was raining so much. Always. Oh, yeah, it didn't stop. It was,
3: <laughs> it no, didn't it stop. looked like it was never going to end. But, uh, but know. you know, the, the rain does end and the sun comes out and uh, you know, kind of gets everybody re-energized and excited about uh, the holidays coming up, right? Uh,
2: oh yeah, so very excited. Yeah, I, I think this is a universal holiday. Everyone, as I said last week, you know, I was coming back from the dentist. I said to everyone last week, and I said, I want to walk and. I happened to pass uh, Times Square and the tree, and well, there were so many people. The city is buzz i mean, it is busy. There's so many tourists that are, are in the city now. I think a lot of people, you know, had it with the pandemic and are traveling. The hotels, at least, it seems very busy, and it seems like there's a lot of people out there. And of course, a lot of people who just live around the city and just came in to see the tree but it was so many people
3: it was great i I was in the city twice this week and i i would i saw the same thing and actually you know i kind of was like tried to slow down a little bit just to take it all in and as you passed uh you know hotels or just um you know big buildings and they were all beautifully decorated it was nice it was nice to to kind of take it all in and and not be so worried about a pandemic or, you know, all these other things that we've kind of been through the last couple of years. So um, I was really, I really appreciated.
2: Uh, That's a good you know. point. I mean, I'm not sure if it's good or bad the way they handled the pandemic. I'm not sure if it was good to hear, you know, I used to, again, if you're in New York, for those of you who are New Yorkers, I mean, the beginning of the pandemic, I think everybody at 11 o'clock. The governor was Cuomo at the time, and uh, if we put him on, and he would right, tell you the update on the virus, and the top yeah. line would be deaths. Okay. <laughs> it would be like deaths as the top line, and it would say how many people died. And if you go back to the beginning of what we, you know, the pandemic, whenever we think it started, in, or at least we started seeing cases in the U.S., People were dying, and, and the numbers, if I recall, were big. <laughs> so
4: oh, people yeah.
2: got nervous. I mean, I mean, it was you know, and we were, then we were all on lockdown. And so I think now, because now there's variants, but I think now everyone figures, you know, you're probably going gonna, gonna to be like a flu, and you're going to have to get like a shot every year or something like that. But I, but I think people are like just not. I mean. I think that they, they're doing New York what Florida did right at the beginning. Because Florida, unlike New York, didn't mandate. They said, if you want to wear a mask, then you should wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, then you don't have to wear one. If you want to go out, then go out. If you don't want to go out, then don't go out. So um he kind of left it up to the individuals in Florida. We 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 mandated, 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 mandated. Um, so I think in a way and I don't wanna go back, we really kind of locked everyone down and so a lot of people left and you know, went so you know, different places or bought a second home So the second home market went off the wall. And or people that if they had the means to and the market was depressed. They said, well, now is the time to get a bigger apartment. Okay. And obviously, I mean, uh, with the banks, they were stuck with the people that, you know, couldn't get thrown out at all, but, um, because they never had to pay and they're still not paying. But for most part, the banks really were very careful. who? Tell me if I'm wrong, but they, you know, everyone was worried. Are we going to, because everyone's like saying the market's gonna be a little depressed um, next
3: year yeah that's a good point i mean it, there was a lot of uncertainty right, and I think that was what was driving um you know some of the the concern uh from the banks' the banking perspective right you know are people still going to have a job are they gonna be able to pay their bills uh you know you know is um especially with lockdowns and things like that. Some companies basically their income went down to nothing, right? Because
2: right.
3: they um, they they couldn't service customers and you know the owners and th- and even employees um, couldn't show up to work. So, you know, there there were a lot of reasons why um, you know the banks were concerned and but well, you can't blame them. Um, but for
2: most what yeah, they of left, you know, they might have taken like some extra precautions, but one of the great things about real estate is you can use somebody else's money. (laughs) You know, you can buy investments that grow up and you're using somebody else's money. And um, that's really what you do when you're mortgaging something, you know, you're not, you know, you're not tying up all your assets. Okay. You're, you're you're leveraging. Okay. And how many
3: people are millionaires because they've leveraged, other people oh, talk, no. right? well, listen <laughs> so I watched it you know, I,
2: I was in this business since in my twenties, and I would be see these men come in and I say men because at that it wasn't that I saw that many women come in alone um but these men would come in and that's what their living was they bought residential houses um that you know needed very little work or just a little life work and they they flipped, you know, they, they put them back on the market. And um, they made a fortune. They made a fortune. And then they went to, you know, like, uh, they, and then if they were really pros, they went to some of the foreclosure sales. And I mm-hmm. and these guys really made more money than, like, somebody who works seven days a week sometimes. So, you know, if you know what yeah. you're doing, it's a great investment. And that, there's no investment that's 100%. Oh, you know, that works all the time. But I can tell you one thing about real estate is if, if, if you can leverage the money. You don't have to put it all down. And um, you can also uh, refinance. I mean, now, what are the interest rates now, Tom?
3: Yeah, so there's some really good news on that front. Uh, you know, sometimes when the stock market doesn't do so great, like this past week, There, there are some silver linings and, and actually that would be mortgage rates. So actually mortgages, uh, in some cases, right? With really high credit and maybe a solid down payment, you're getting close to 6%, uh, which is a number we haven't heard in like four months. So that's a big, uh, a big benefit. I mean, it's huge for some people, right? That it's not only psychological, right? But there's actual, Big savings in your payments compared to just say mid-October, where rates were at their high point. So,
2: what were the rates then? They
3: were they got up to like seven point three seven five in mid-October. Mm-hmm. That was uh, probably the the worst. I mean, so you're talking more than a, a percent lower than where they were at the high point. Uh, so that's a that's a dramatic savings. Um, you know, if somebody was. Still contemplating buying a house at seven and three eighths. Well, it just went on sale at six percent, right? Um, so I, I think that that bodes well for you know going into even into the winter and as people get ready for spring, um, it's 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 really it's amazing. Uh, so we're excited about that, and uh, I know people that are very serious are out looking right now. And uh, if they find something that works, um, they should definitely pull the trigger.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, the only thing with how you get a mortgage, and the interest rates are relatively low. If you look at historical interest rates, they're lower than the average. They're so, you know, and when they say the market's slowing down, cool, and I and I say this again, I think it's an unfair assessment to kind of look at it as just New York. I mean, or just, um, if you compare everything to to 20, the, the pandemic started at 20, 21, whatever, 20, if you compare anything, everything to those numbers, well, it's really unreal because we had something that was a one time, hopefully pandemic and people flocked and left. And so there was more sales than ever. Because of a factor that was, that's not going to be repeated, hopefully. So I would, you're not going to, so the market has slowed down to what it was, but it's still healthy. Inventory's coming out. Um, there's more inventory than there was, and there's still not enough though. So that will keep the, uh, market a seller's market for most part. And, um, I think interest rates, what, are they, what, are, what do you see down the road in interest rates? Because that's um, what everyone, the economists are there like. We don't know how to forecast 2023 because it all depends on what they do with the interest rates.
3: Yeah, it's, you know, that's the $64,000 question, right? You know, w- what's going to happen with interest rates? But, you know, look, I think the, the Fed is going to go too far in terms of raising rates, and I think they've You know, they haven't come out and said that directly, but look, they want to make sure that they really get inflation under control and they want to see that it's, you know, heading back towards 2% um, before they potentially, you know, uh, cut rates. But, you know, inflation in in some cases, you know, gasoline prices are coming down, you know, costs of rents are, are coming down, maybe not in New York, but in other parts of the country. So other things, uh, the cost of labor, uh, lumber has dropped quite a bit, right, in terms of building homes. So they're seeing, you know, the trends, right, that they're positive in terms of inflation going down. Uh, And if they go too far and they kind of stall the economy, put us into a recession, um, the Fed will then, you know, how to revive an economy, right? They lower interest rates. So, hey, I'm hearing anywhere that could happen by mid-2023 or the end of twenty twenty three, but you're talking a six month window where we could see things uh reverse in terms of interest rates. You um, mean
2: are thinking they could go down in six months or
3: Yeah, yeah, that they could they could come back down uh by the end of twenty start at least okay, start and, the process of, of law. Well,
2: I I know that you know, with, with nobody nobody regard those exact future, but if they you when you say come down, what is what are they get estimating it might come down to?
3: Yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, again. I mean, it's all based on the Fed funds rate, which, you know, I predict the top will be, you know, 5.15, 5.25 on the Fed funds rate, which then kind of carries across all the other lending. But so if they drop, say, 100 basis points by the end of the year, uh, 1%, down into like, say, 4% range, um, then everything else will kind of follow suit, right? Credit cards and home equities and, you know, mortgages to some extent. So um, that's seen as a positive, and, that, and that's more of a, like a normal state uh, uh, based on you know, kind of like history where the Fed usually resides in that Fed funds rate. Um, so they're going to go a little too far, I think, put us into you know, mild recession, and then have to cut them back a little bit. So um, that's pretty much where
2: you'll lead on it. And they've been saying that we're in a recession. Or- or I, you know, in the papers, it's just funny because you know you could read five different papers and they kind of say the same thing but kind of spin it differently. But but some of them were saying it like oh we're in a recession already and you just don't know it. Um, but I think job growth is good. They have slowed the economy down a bit. They as they have driven inflation down from last year. I, I know it's still so high but it's down. Um gas prices are down from the high. I still think they're high in New York, but I'm, you know, I, I you know, I but nationally I read that they're down like so three something. But uh, I I view I just paid five dollars so I don't know. <laughs> so it's a way to live <laughs> Right. Yeah,
3: sometimes, sometimes we, we we have to take our New York uh, glasses off, the lenses we look through and see what it's like in the rest of the country, right? But Because um, we do pay a lot for pretty much everything here in New York.
2: Yeah, I know. And uh, New York uh truthfully, uh, really, for the money that we pay in taxes, which is high, one of the highest in the country, Uh, New York has to do more services and you can't do that with laying off a lot of people. So they have a catch 22, but you know, a lot of the, um, got a lot of subsidies from Biden. And so, um, I think New York, which was, uh, bad shape before the pandemic, uh, really ended up getting a lot of subsidy because of the pandemic, which might have helped them. I'm not sure, but it could have helped them out. Uh, because that's how the state survives.
3: Yeah. I did you know? I I read something this week uh, that I guess Mayor Adams was saying that uh or somebody's predicting that New York City will go into like a billion dollar deficit uh this year, uh because of some costs that they didn't account for and stuff. I mean you're talking about a massive budget anyway, right? They're bigger than some states, the New York City oh, budget.
2: Definitely.
3: Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, yeah. But overspending uh, is uh, is a chronic issue, for sure.
2: Right, and you know what? I think, oh, I, we have a break, so we'll finish it. But I think that, you know, you never really know what the exact truth is, okay? we we'll write right back. Right. We'll finish our conversation. We'll like, just take a break up with Thomas you and myself. We're talking about real estate and financing and what's going on. Maybe the
5: at Adelphi University? Don't expect ordinary because this is where extraordinary happens every day. Classes? Smaller. Professors? More like mentors. Clubs and organizations to jump into? Over 90. Graduating salaries? 28% higher than the national average over $70,000 a year for baccalaureate grads. A U.S. News & World Report Best College with exceptional undergraduate programs, graduate and doctoral programs, certificates and continuing education. Top-ranked academics with hands-on learning in healthcare, STEM, arts and humanities, social work, psychology, and the business and teaching professions. With career guidance that's won national recognition. More scholarships, more internships, more friendships, Wherever you're going, whatever your age, whatever your goal, you can expect extraordinary. Adelphi University. Learn more at adelphi.edu slash exceptional.
6: My Pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The My Pillow percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes, now on sale. For example, the queen size, regular price 89.98, now only 39.98 with your promo code. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The My Pillow percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The My Pillow percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a six- 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow per kale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970.
7: Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is, you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results.
8: Join me, Dr. Amanda Williams, Scientific Director at Invite Health, Monday through Friday at noon to learn more about health, wellness, entertainment, and everything local. It is resolution season and I want to make sure you can obtain your health goals. You don't want to miss out on fascinating discussions that I have with guests from the fields of medicine, entertainment, fitness, and finance. Your health matters and your resolutions matter as well. Be sure to download our app through the App Store or Google Play Store so you can stay current with what's happening in the world. World Of wellness. Visit invitehealth.com or call 800 673 2345 to find out why we are the leader in a personalized approach to health. Plus, take an additional 10% off your order. Use code 970 at invitehealth.com to save or call 800 673 2345. That's 800 673 2345. Get the most out of your lunch hour and achieve your resolutions. With me, Dr. Amanda Williams, on AM 970 The Answer, Monday through Friday at noon.
1: Continuing with I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Ion on Real Estate, the Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman.
2: We're back, and um, I just want to remind you that you can follow me at uh, Dottie Herman. Just take my name and put it you know, on Facebook. You can do that on LinkedIn. You can do it on Instagram or Twitter. Or go to my website, which is www.dottieherman.com, and you'll get any more of the information, or you can go right on the station and you'll get all of our uh, podcasts. Um, we have a very special guest. We have, well, the second half an hour, we have, uh, which he's you, been on the show many a day, Michael Conte of Hona Conte Perino Insurance. And Michael will be discussing everything about insurance and the holidays. And uh, now we have uh, David Kilmanick, leader of the LGBT Network, New York City, and Long Island Affordable Housing for Seniors. I don't want to. Good morning, good afternoon. I guess it's good morning
4: still. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Daddy. How are
2: you? Oh, I'm, you know, I have the usual busy holiday stuff. Like, I'm just everything is, you know, it's so. The holidays are, you know, Big and uh, the running around getting lists, gifts. I put up a tree, and I was just saying that New York is and I mean, uh, so many tourists—they're back. So that's yeah, all well,
4: news. That's great. That's great. Well, happy holidays.
2: Thank you. You too. So, Michael, you um, do a lot with housing. You want to tell us exactly, you know, what you what you do with that, and how people can utilize your uh, services if they need them.
4: Sure, sure. And and thanks for um, having us on and talking about this important issue today. So, um, you know, so again, you know, uh, I I, I started this organization 30 years ago, the LGBT Network. Um, It was part of my master's project when I was a student at Stony Brook University studying for my master's in social work. And there was a great need on Long Island to have safe spaces, you know, for our kids. And that's how right. we originally right. started out with a, as a youth organization. Now we serve everyone. Um, and it's similar for um, seniors, um, particularly for LGBTQ seniors who grew up in a time where uh, discrimination was legal um, you know they didn't have these safe spaces that right. you know that our community has right now and then on top of it you know because of uh, discrimination and bias you know there's some ec- there's a lot of economic inequality for our elders but particularly LGBTQ elders and we know that there's a huge need for affordable housing right so you you bring all of these areas together and um, we worked with a great uh, developer on Long Island, DNF Development, um, to uh, put together the first, LG- the first LGBTQ senior um, affordable housing in the suburbs in the country. And we used our where, former. Where is community-
2: it? I've been, I'm from Long Island, so curiously, where is it?
4: It's in Bayshore. It's in Bayshore. Oh, Bay yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
2: yeah. So
4: how long has it? Been?
2: I, you know, I'm, well, I I'm really. From long Island, I consider myself, you know, but I've been in New York for a long time, so I only I have go there when I'm visiting my daughter. But um, it's like my it's where I grew up, so I'm very fond of it. So that so when did you open that up? How long is that? that how, how long is that that? Because I was very involved when I was um, mainly on Long Island. Then when I got to the city, we did too much, so I really had to turn it over to my company. But with senior housing... Well, Period. I mean, so you know, they had, like, they had. I think all you know, those communities that are over fifty-five or over sixty-five, some of them. And um, mm-hmm. great. So, so you're in a like a gated community, or see, you know, or is it? Multi-house? Oh yeah, no, it's.
4: Yeah, it's it's, um, it's it's right in downtown Bayshore on, you know, block away from Main Street um, on Park Avenue. Um, and so it gives great access to. So it's, it's a downtown development. Also, it's 75 units of 100 percent affordable housing. And the LGBT network has a community center on the first floor as a community space to provide services, social opportunities, case management, entitlement, you know, uh, uh, oh, a case manager. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a one stop shop type of deal for the residents but also for the larger community and so it's a gorgeous design i mean a lot of times when people think of affordable housing they're like ew you know it's not going to be nice right right. this is this is you know the 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 deep yeah the, the the attention to the detail of the architecture on the outside um you know the the quality of the apartments and the amenities that Um, you know, the residents get is what they deserve and everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves to have, you know, to be able to just live and to be free and to be yourself, um, you know, and to do so, um, you know, uh, especially as you grow older, um, you should be able to live your golden years, you know, openly and freely and not be afraid of uh, being discriminated against or, or, um, you know, any kind of bias or violence.
2: So if somebody wants to, um, find out more information about how they, you know, how they can apply or, or, or they, you know, are there still available units or, or if oh. you, you, or you, or you kind of keep up on it as, as things come up, you let them know. I mean, how does it work? So how do people get in touch with you?
4: Sure. Sure. So, um, you know, it's uh, all the units. All uh, we opened it up last September, just to answer your other question. So September 2021, I forget what year we're in 2021. <laughs> and, um, right. Uh, um, you know, and it's 100 percent filled. But what we encourage people to do is to get on the waiting list, you know, because these units do open every now and then. And what they can do is contact the LGBT network, go to LGBT network dot org, um, or they certainly can give us a call at 631-665-2300 um, or send an email to info at But the key thing is if. You know, you're interested in these units, you know, we'll, we'll help make sure that, um, you know, eligibility requirements are met um, and to get on that waiting list right now.
2: Oh, that's great information. And thank you. And um, maybe you could uh, leave the information so that I could actually post it. People are driving. They couldn't get it. Um, sure. I just want to repeat that one more time. Um and by the way, you deal with Long Island, but you also deal with New York City, or is that somebody different, or is it the same? Uh-huh.
4: No, we deal with New York City. I mean, we have a, a large comu- we have a community center on the premises of Kaufman uh, uh, Studios in Astoria. But I, I was born and grew up in Queens and Far Rockaway. So, um, you know, it's important to me that we serve the whole entire borough and a lot of our other programs, our education program in the schools on the other end of things, on the other end of the generation, um, you know, are, are citywide. So we do provide a lot of programs citywide, but Queens is our home base. And, um, you know, so we, our organization serves, you know, from the Midtown Tunnel to Montauk, you know, we have a community center in Sag Harbor as well in the Hamptons and, um, and another one in Hop Hog and, uh, Bayshore and Astoria and, you know, who knows where else. And we right, don't want this so, to be the last affordable housing too. So.
2: No, I know. As I was saying, say, so that people can keep, get posted on if something else, you know, things, other things come up or somebody moves. Um, so, again, quickly, thank you, and I hope you'll come on again. Um, just quickly, one more time, which you, you know, have people get in touch with you? And...
4: Sure. Um, you go to lgbtnetwork.org, send an email to info at or give us a call at 631-665-2300.
2: Thank you. And thank you so much, and have a happy, great holiday.
4: Thank you. You too, Daddy. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. So, you know, whatever, we should do a show on that. I was just thinking of seniors. Because we have a lot of, there's a lot of people housing on Long Island. So, um, some in the city, and there's definitely some in Queens. And but there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, you know, because you can, I think you save on taxes and certain things. Um, and there's a lot of new, beautiful communities. So, that's a show by itself that we'll have to do. Um, Tom, I thought that what I would do uh, for the remainder of our time is give you some of our top advice or top questions that people have asked during the year that come up the most to you.
3: Sure. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I'm sure you get quite a few of them as well. I do. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, actually more it this is more of a recent um inquiry but you know i've had quite a few emails and conversations with individuals asking about uh bridge loans right or other financing options um, that can help them kind of bridge the gap between the house they own and the house they want to purchase and you know it, it really does depend on the individual, right, and and what they potentially could qualify for, but there are some things that um, maybe some people don't think about when they're like, hey, how do I, how do I, how do I make this happen, right? Because some people don't want to um, uh, put themselves in a position where, you know, they they have to, you know, close immediately and then move an entire house of contents, right, contents of the I house do- to someplace
2: else. Yeah. We have a commercial, so we're going to talk about bridge loans. Then, in right after the commercial break, and how who should use them and who shouldn't use them. Okay, and how to get them. Well, we'll be right back.
6: I thought learning a language would be too much work. Then I discovered Babbel. They make learning fun. J'aime Babbel.
5: Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, quick and easy. And soon, you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen?
8: Como si fuera magia.
0: My friend from Italy said my accent and pronunciation is perfect. It's because Babbel's lessons are designed by language teachers and voiced by real native speakers. Each lesson is like living in another country for 15 minutes.
7: I love that there's all kinds of ways to learn. Babbles, podcasts, your games, or videos. You can even join live classes
5: with a language teacher.
6: You learn words and phrases you actually use in real conversations.
5: In three weeks, I was starting to speak in another language. So
8: easy.
6: If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way
9: than Babble. Babble. Go to babble.com to try for free. That's B A B B E L.com. Babble.com. New Year's Eve is right around the corner. Why not sail into 2023 on board the Atlantis yacht? The Atlantis of New York Cruises is hosting a tremendous New Year's Eve party that's guaranteed to impress. It's the best place for a 360-degree view of the New Year's Eve fireworks. Event itinerary includes hors d'oeuvres and gourmet buffet, premium open bar featuring their gold bar with festive New Year's Eve cocktails, live DJ entertainment, not to mention free-flowing champagne. Speaking of New Year's, I can't think of a better place to pop the question of that special special someone in your life than on the Atlantis. Captain Fred and the tremendous New York Cruises staff always go above and beyond with every detail. Tickets are going fast. For more information or to buy tickets, visit newyorkcruises.com. Go to newyorkcruises.com or call them 718-646-8083. That's 718-646-8083 for New York Harbor Cruises.
10: Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains. In our day to day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that I can tell you fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking Relief Factor, it helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains. And I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because. Because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
10: New York City's first
1: and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, provides peace of mind knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for calm call 844-55-RIVER that's 844-55-RIVER or visit riversedge.org listen to
0: am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iheart or odyssey.com
1: continuing with eye on real estate your premier source for real estate information here's the host of eye on real estate the vice chair of douglas elliman dottie herman
2: hi we're back and again we're talking about real estate and kind of summing up this whole year um uh, with Thomas True who handled the financing for uh, Citizens Bank. So, um, I would capitalize I would capitalize and say this year was a kind of a a transitional year because the pandemic eased and uh, the flow of people that ran to get out of their town or move and get bigger space happened already. So uh, people are getting back to norm or whatever the new norm is. And so I think it was just kind of a transitional year. Of course, it was you hear, the well, it's cooled down and then, you're, of course it's cooled down. It's cooled down compared to what it was a year and a half ago, which was the pandemic and everybody was moving somewhere and uh, uh, but it's still healthy and it's still, prices are still high. Um, I think they're not going to appreciate the way they did. They're not going to go up 22%, but nothing can continue to do that. That was a you know, a freak thing that happened, but we had a pandemic, so it was an unusual circumstance. And hopefully, uh, we won't see the, hopefully the, the worst of that pandemic is behind us, so hopefully. Uh, but there was a strong year, and we see next year as kind of a continuation of this year. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing pops out at me that's so exciting. What about you, Tom? What do you see with interest rates?
4: Yeah, look,
3: I, I do think that um, rates will stabilize, right? They're not going to be on this roller coaster ride that we've seen uh, in 2022, but you know, potentially drifting down as time goes, as things kind of "quote unquote" normalize. And you know, I think it's I think it makes sense for people to, if they have plans to move or the need to move, and you know, there's there's a lot of that going on, and maybe some people just tap the brakes to uh, to wait and see you know the the people who really um, benefit in a time of you know some chaos or uncertainty are the ones who kind of just seize an opportunity and move forward that's always been kind of the uh, the way of you know in history right you know I think Warren Buffett is kind of famous for that he's like hey when there's a little uncertainty or a little bit of chaos he, right, that's what right. he that's what he does right so,
2: yeah, and um, actually, I, I think it's, it's probably you know a little yeah, more advantageous. I mean, there's a little bit more inventory now, and the buyer, the seller, at least is going to listen to an offer. I mean, they accepted, but there was so many cash offers that nobody listened to it. And I just want to, you know, the, the people just took all cash offers and they didn't if many offers they didn't have to bother anyone that they, they that had a mortgage. Need and so that's changed. And I wanted just to to talk to finish the point about bridge loans, Tom. Just so that we basically that's a loan yeah. that you take to bridge something together. So, like, as Tom said, if you bought, if you want to buy a home and you haven't sold your home yet, or your your home is not going to close for a couple of months, and you know that's the money that you borrow to bridge those two transactions together. However, so the advantage is you can basically buy something and um, you haven't sold it home yet. Okay? And you can or or, or if the timing is wrong. So, you know, so maybe you could give us some disadvantages and advantages, but I always like to look at the downside of things, too. Because the bridge loan is very sure. expensive. Yeah, so yes. why don't you give
3: yes. everyone the so first thing. Some... Yeah, it's a great question. So bridge loans can be very expensive because very few lenders offer them. Um, you know, fees, uh, the rate involved, I understand it's only a short period of time that hopefully just a short period of time that you have it. But it isn't a very expensive option um, because it's, uh, it's a little risky for some institutions, right, that still offer it. So they want to get paid for that risk. So you're going to be paying a higher rate and potentially uh, fees and penalties if you don't, you know, uh, Close or you know close out the bridge loan in a certain period of time, right? So, you know, in a perfect world, <clears throat> you know it's 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 costly, but in in a in a situation where things don't go exactly as planned, it can be very costly, and that's where you know you, you, there's other there's other options out there that I would kind of sit down with somebody and say, well, let's see what the max uh, financing you could qualify, say for carrying two properties at the same time, right? Uh, or if you have enough of a runway, I tell people, look, you know, you have equity in your house. Um, maybe get a, a home equity on it, you know, well in advance of you making a move, right? So you have some equity you can tap into. Or if you have um, assets, yeah, it, it 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 works for a lot of people. Or if you have, um, you know, some people they just you know they have investments, they have, um, you know, cash value in their life insurance, just. So there's other things that they could potentially tap into temporarily, right? Take a loan against that to use in the transaction, and then when they sell their home, pay pay those um, those loans back to either your, you know, to the life insurance policy or to um, uh, a temporary loan that you've taken against your investments uh, with the institution well, that you let, have. Let it.
2: me say this: it's, if you, if again, you really have to spend time with your your accountant on this, but at, You really, if people want to, and again, everyone has to assess their risk management, like what risk they want to take. But really, you can parlay the real estate. You can buy, and I'd like to spend some time on that in the beginning of the year, on how you can really make residential real estate an investment. But You have to have have the, the, the temperament to handle investments unless you want to hire someone to run your investments. But you can make a lot of money off rentals. Okay. You can buy a legal two family house or something of the, the, you know, and buy that for investment. And you can certainly get a loan. Okay. Um, you know, citizens does the, you know, loans for two and three family Absolutely. homes. And if yeah. you, if you're, if you're a starting out investor, real estate's not that difficult to figure out as long as you make sure that you keep the place maintained and you, before you buy it, I always recommend you have an engineer's report so that you know exactly. Cause you know, even if the house is brand new and built today, if you did an engineer's report, yeah. you find mistakes, uh, you know, you know, you
3: you know, know I'm, I'm a living example of that. I did multifamily. I, the first home I ever purchased to live in was a multifamily and I lived in it for a couple of years and then uh had other rentals and then, you know, moved out and purchased a single family home and then rented out the entire you know property, so it's it makes sense, right, because you can your cash flow is is very positive when you're there, you know it lowers your cost as the landlord if you're living there or if you, you know when you move out Absolutely and it's appreciated it's appreciated over time tremendously uh, and so I tell people, look, this is how I did it because you know just when you're starting out, you're trying to find a way to make it work, and sometimes buying a single family home. Where the your you know the mortgage is really solely your responsibility can be can be difficult, but a multifamily if you live in it and then eventually move out and, and rent. I mean, it's a great way to build, um, you know, assets and uh, and and grow wealth over time. And I tell people, Absolutely. you know, I let's, mean, I let's believe in that.
2: it. You know, I believe in it. I believe that you know, it's not. Again, I I like I'm not a stock market person. I mean, you know, and you can. Make a lot of money and lose a lot of money in the stock market. I don't see real estate quite in the same vein. Because, like, I always tell people, stocks, you could buy a, you know, it can be worth $100 today and tomorrow the stock goes down to $1. Okay? Whereas real estate generally, unless there's some kind of disaster or something like, you know, like, God help us, a nine eleven or something, real estate really doesn't go down overnight. Okay? It just doesn't, like. Right. Go, oh, gee, the house is worth 750 and tomorrow it's not worth $2.50. I this doesn't usually work like that. Of course, there's always an exception, but for the most part, that doesn't happen. And so, you know, as long as you don't have to sell something and you get comfortable, and that's why I tell everybody, you know, it's funny, Tom, when I tell everybody that they can get mortgages um, through the government, okay, And as little as five or ten percent down, uh, they look at me like I have four heads.
3: Yeah, it's as little three and a half percent down, right? To uh, to to get that payday loan on a multi-family house.
2: Yeah, there's so many ways that people can build wealth, but you have to start somewhere. And I don't suggest somebody start big. You can start on a small investment, a small. little house houses, two families or a mother and daughter that, you know, you can legally rent out. Uh, you, you, if you look at that and you, and you live in the area that you can manage it yourself because you know the area and you don't mind if you get a call at two o'clock in the morning, there's something and you need to fix. Um, I think it's, um, I've watched so many people build, build wealth over real estate. Unfortunately I didn't because I was running a company and I was too, Focused on running a company, but whatever I did in real estate i did, I, I went up in value extremely and um I love real estate and I love and everyone has to have a home and I think Thank that God. you know whether you you know you know whether you well, ultimately I do believe the millennials and the fifth that generation believe in home ownership and um, I remember when we had the recession of like two thousand and six or no it was 2008, I think 2007, it was bad. They said, people will never buy real estate. Kids will never buy real estate because they see their parents lost money. Well, nobody lost money if they didn't have to sell their property when the market went down. If you didn't sell it, you didn't lose money. And if you bought it a long time ago, you didn't lose money. You might not have made as much as you would have in a great market. But everything is timing. So um, there's no investment that's 100% no risk. There's a risk of just putting your money uh, under the mattress because then it's actually losing value. So I think right. that and listen,
3: and if you need a place to live, <laughs> it serves a right. purpose, right? It's a it's a pl- it's a place where you raise your family and live and, and enjoy the community. But it's a great long term investment at the same time. So really um it it carries two benefits, uh home ownership if if you're currently not one, you know, homeowner now. Um, I tell people it's it's great. I mean, like 20, 30 years from now, you'll be very happy that you you know made that purchase and 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 you know and enjoyed the benefits of homeownership, including the tax benefits, right? Which is something we you know really don't talk about, but that's the no, other no side but of we don't, but we
2: should. We should. I mean, really. I mean, we should because there are advantages. I think maybe after they – did they bring it back yet? I mean, didn't they cap the northeast taxes because yeah, of now?
3: Which was yeah, unfair. Ten thousand dollars in property taxes, right? And I and it's up to a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars mortgage for the interest. But listen, that that still covers a lot of ground, right? Um, you know, especially for somebody who's renting now. So with rent, it, you know, what's your interest rate? One hundred percent, because there's. There's no benefits to renting, but homeownership, you do get the... uh,
2: I don't think so either. I don't think there's any benefits. I I really don't, unless, like, it's short-term or unless you just financially are not ready to have that responsibility. You know, and that's fine, okay? Or maybe you're not going to live in an area, like, you think you're going to move and you're not sure if you want to be there. And I I always tell people when they, like, everyone goes, oh, uh, I see everyone going to Florida. I say, listen, before you go and think about doing that. Go live there for a month. Go someplace for two weeks on a vacation or a week does not make you know how it is to live there. So I always suggest people rent first before they buy. Yeah, and that makes
3: sense before you make a big move. I get it. Um, no,
2: if they, uh, if they don't know the area. If they know the area, that's something sure. different. Okay, but if they don't know the area that well, you know, they just think they want to live there and it's in another state. Sometimes, you know, like when you're on a vacation, different than how it is in the real, you know, day to day. So I, I tell them to, to do that. But I think we're going to see, uh, you know, a continuing flow of people looking to buy. Uh, that's, I, interest rates, I'm not sure. I don't know anyone's sure, but hopefully they don't push them up much. And you said, Tom, it's possible they go down.
4: Yeah, look, I think the
3: short-term rates will come up a little bit more. The Fed will raise them a couple more times at smaller increments. But they're very close to the end of doing that, right? Which means uh, usually by the time they're done raising, they usually cut, you know, 6 to 12 months after that, right? That's just if you look at history, that's sort of how they – because they almost always go too far. Um, and in this case, right. they're pretty much telling us they're going to go too far. And so we're just, you know, look, if history's any indication – I think by the end of 2023, you'll start to see um, them start to pull back a little bit. On the
2: ladder, right, right back to normal, or whatever. Norm- I guess there's no. I guess normal is normal is the new normal. And what's the new normal? <laughs> um, <laughs> I well, don't know. You, okay? know, it's, I, you it's, know, I you know, I mean, I read a lot about how people want to work now. I think a lot of things have changed, and the trends that were happening anyway. I, I, I said this, I've been expedited because of the pandemic. But I do think the pandemic has changed a lot of things in people. Like I, I you know, I see people more casually dressed like people, you know, even myself. I mean, I never left the house without foreign heels on. And then I got used to the pandemic. Everybody was wearing like jogging pants or your know, sweatpants or whatever, and sneakers and stuff. And then all of a sudden, people decided hey we're free now to go out but we don't want to be as uh, stressed so i think things have kind of calmed down i think you'll know, kind of calm down and we're starting as, as i know so listen well i think we have a love news break and then we'll be back with our legal counsel tom have a happy holiday wish your failing the best for me
3: thank you Dottie. same for me and uh thanks again